Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Be sure not to miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows featured on DanaGlynSmith.com expected end image of christ christianity in america persecution purpose and patience christian discernment frogs folly truth american social justice doctrine featured on warren-usa.com mysterious iniquity Border Deals, African Caliphate, City Violence USA, Antichrist War, Gospel of God, Book of Romans, Part 30 on Sound the Shofar. I Will Deliver, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 100 on Battle Lines. Warriors of Jesus Christ, Gospel, Faith, Persecuted Christians. Abounding Hope, Book of Romans, Part 29. And do not miss these Warren Radio weekly episodes on the WIBR Warren Radio Advocacy, Wednesday, February 14th. Love of Christ Jesus, Tribulation, Gospel Cost, Christian Faith, Persecution, Advocacy. Battle Lines, Thursday, February 15th, Salvation and Righteousness, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 205. Sound the Shofar, Friday, February 9th, The Word of the Lord, Chosen Generation, Part 5. Sound the Shofar, Friday, February 16th, The Word of the Lord, Chosen Prophet Rising. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy of The Rising by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Angus & Robertson. And The Rising eBook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at 
warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great. What's going on? Well, the thing I'm thinking about is getting nicer. Yes. You know, and it's not like we had a terrible winter. We didn't. We had cold, really cold this year. But I expect more snow. I expect snow in March and April and possibly May. You know, and it'll be a wetter snow. But other than that, the signs of spring are everywhere. Yes, it's wonderful. So we're going to be in March. And remember when we used to just declare spring starting? On March 1st? I still do. Yeah. Because that's what they do, uh, you know, in all the... The weather. I think it's the weather people to track, to have better better tracking of the weather patterns. So they just declare spring starting in March. So at any rate, whether anybody else agrees... You know, plus that, you know, I hear my lawn calling and my garden calling. So, we got to get that all ready. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Well, we got to get it started, too, right away. We really, I mean, we got to get our plants planted. Some of them plant them in January, but... Yeah. Well, at any rate, we're we're planning... uh, Israel and Zion in this uh, particular section. Yeah, this is, uh, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Jerusalem Watchman, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 206 on Battle Lines. Jerusalem Watchmen have been set upon the walls of the city. They are to cry unto the Lord and not hold their peace day or night. This is directly set forth by the Lord God to the watchmen to cry to the Lord and do not stop until the Lord establish it and make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. This action is one of restoral and blessing. Since the deliverance of Israel, hear Judah from Babylon and the 70-year captivity, as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, as Israel... As Isaiah writes, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. The city and the nation along with its captivity are no longer facing judgment, for restoration is at hand. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Well, I think that uh, when you get into Isaiah, and of course we're in the last few chapters, and these are summarizing up, um, you know, the prophecies and the victories after going through all of the judgment talking about various things recording various incidents like the Assyrians at the gates of Jerusalem you know and then of course the other thing that applies here is that today we see Israel and she has got a plethora of enemies and uh, she's got a lot of people who just absolutely hate Israel and uh, they work daily, you know, to find some way of um, causing issues for Israel. And, uh, you know, and then you can look at the Christians that are persecuted. And in many areas, the Christians are as persecuted as bad or worse than what the Israelis are, you know, the Jews. But this latest thing by Hamas has has caused a mess. And so one day, though, you know, although when we read this, you know, this was at the time uh, when Judah is coming back into the land. And a lot of the promises are are to them to be restored. And that's been fulfilled. They came back into the land. But there's a lot of things here that also applies to a further 
time of Israel when they are in the world and uh, they have safety and they've been delivered totally uh, but yet we're we're not there just like you know one day Christians won't be dying for their faith but we're not there you know um, America you know is going to get judgment and we're not there yet we, we do have you are seeing judgment on America now relating to what we're doing because it's it I've been warning a long time about this but we're you know there's a lot of things we just haven't seen yet you know it's not that you want to hurry up and get there <laughs> but uh, so at any rate let's get into Isaiah 62 and uh, there's and, and this one little section has verses 4 and 5 together and uh, so verse 4 thou shalt no more be termed forsaken neither shall their, uh, thy land any more be termed desolate and I just love these names thou shalt be called Hesavah and thy land Beulah so and, and we'll get into those names but you see when Israel was in captivity for 70 years the planting, the crops, the harvest, the city, it, most of it fell into disrepair. There were still Jews in the land to help maintain it, but there was, you know, they weren't doing a lot of uh, planning. I mean, it was like the land was forsaken, you know, it, and it was because they were carried captive. And see now today, whether you like Israel or not, they're in the they're in the land, and they have every right to defend it. It's their land. Matter of fact, the whole of that land is is Israel's. If you get back to the biblical portion that God gave to uh, Israel, and the problem with modern man is they don't recognize God. So at any rate, you're not going to be termed forsaken anymore or destitute and of course the reason they were destitute uh, you know their armies were destroyed their king was blinded his sons were killed and the army was devastated and everybody went into captivity including the prophets and uh, except for Jeremiah he didn't he didn't but Ezekiel did you know he went with them to uh, to Babylon and th that's where we get his book Ezekiel and uh, so you're not going to be termed destitute and of course naturally that's what happened neither will your land be termed uh, So the first term is forsaken, which means destitute. Now the second term, he says, is desolate. So, <laughs> you know, neither one of these terms are, are exciting. I mean, the first one, forsaken, if you're forsaken of God, your land and everything's going to be destitute. You're not going to have food. You're not going to have water. You're not going to have nothing. You're not going to have peace. You're not going to have blessings. You're having nothing. Because God told Jeremiah, don't even pray for them. They were that far out of line of the will of God. So everything is desolate, okay? And neither shall your land anymore be termed desolate. Means, <laughs> in the Hebrew, waste, devastation, and astonishment at what occurred. So it goes beyond being destitute. The land is absolutely devastated and the people can't believe how bad the judgment is. And now though, see this is what happens when you go through judgment. Now see when they hit that 70 year mark, it was time. And they had to believe God to deliver them. You know, because they weren't to stay there forever. And so Babylon ended up getting uh, judged in the process, you know, from the Persian Empire. And, well, at any rate, 
So you're going to be called Hesava, meaning my delight, and thy land Beulah, or dominion over, or be the husband, you know, marry the wife, etc. And so you are the you are the one that that God rejoices in, and uh, you know, I mean, have you ever thought about God rejoicing over you? I mean, think about it. Rejoicing. You know, when we go to church, you know, sometimes you can get excited singing, there's joy, 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 joy down in my heart. You remember that one? And, uh, but this literally means, you know, it's over. God has forgiven him. He's going to bring him back. And your, your land is not going to be desolate. Now, if you look at the land of Israel today, you know, when they came into the land, they restored a lot of that. And that's part of the blessing of the Lord. And if you look at also the, the science of, of Israel, uh, their scientists, the Jewish scientists of all kinds, they're behind in, in no nation as far as sciences. They're behind no nation as far as... Uh, you know their military or anything else by far israel today it's a, for a small nation and man if you well look at the past scientists that were jews so make no mistake there is a blessing on the jewish people you know even those who who don't you know go back into the land there's a blessing on them just because they're jews but there's also another blessing when they begin to take seriously and follow what the Lord wants them to do. So at any rate, so verse 4 talks about that. Now, you know, the, I like the word Beulah. And we've got a little city uh, uh, in our state called Beulah. It's out in the middle. Well, it's really kind of out in the middle of nowhere. but Not really a city. No. Well, it, it's... it's it's a little town I mean but it's in a beautiful area beautiful area and uh, near the Black Hills near some other stuff you know uh, it, it's just in a beautiful corner and so in Romans 9 29 and this has to do with promises from the New Testament so Romans 9 Paul is talking to the Romans. And, of course, over in Rome, there was a lot of Jews in, in that group. What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? Now, now you see... God was willing to show his wrath to the Jews when they wouldn't do what he told them to do. And the vessels of wrath, I mean, if we look at the Jews, they were fitted to destruction uh, when they went into captivity, but God wasn't going to destroy them all. There was going to be a remnant and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he afford prepared unto glory and and see this is this is even on the gentiles i mean it's not just jews but it's gentiles you know god endured with much long suffering the sinfulness of man and it's because of the atonement of yeshua that we can all be accepted now and he prepared the vessels of mercy for glory but they wound up in judgment so he he's the one that's long suffering that prepared this for a long time so verse 24 even us whom he has called and Paul's saying, even us whom he has called, not of the Jews only, Paul was a Jew, but also of the Gentiles. So in this little thing that he's talking about, 
we find that Paul is directly talking about Jews and Gentiles. And you get in Romans 9, then there's even, I mean 11, there's even more discussion on the Jews and the Gentiles. As he says in Hosea, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. Now, you see the Jews, even though they got in trouble, they were the people of God. They, they were picked out from the beginning to be destined for glory and promises because of Abraham. But you can even find the Abrahamic blessings on the Gentiles through faith. Paul even talks about that. So there's a lot of things that correspond here. And so I can tell you, you know, you can look at this and you can explain it any way you want to, but I'll call them my people which were not the, my people. And see, the Gentiles were not God's people. The Jews were. The Gentiles have been grafted in. And the Jews got judged because of their sinfulness and, and not listening. <laughs> Verse 26, And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, You are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Isaiah also cries concerning Israel, Though a number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because the short work will the Lord make upon the earth. And as Isaiah said before, except the Lord of Sabaoth had left us a seed, we had been as Sodom and been made like unto Gomorrah. And, and that's speaking exactly of Israel. Israel wouldn't even be there, and neither would the Gentiles, because they were, they were no hope. If Yahshua hadn't gone to the cross, there wouldn't be no hope to hope for. You know? But uh, <laughs> you wouldn't even have one seed. But the seed, if we really want to call him that, and that is, and the Lord does talk about that, you know, when he's talking about sacrificing his life on the cross, and it's like planting, a, you know, a seed of wheat in the ground, you know, a seed that has already been, you know, fallen off, uh, you know, the wheat, and falls to the ground as if it's dead, it's just a dry seed, and once it goes into the ground, it gets moisture, and it comes alive again, and it produces more. And so the bush just doesn't provide one seed. It provides lots of seed. So the Lord compared himself going into the, you know, dying on the cross, shedding of blood, and providing the atonement to that exactly. That he was going to die, and by that act, and that putting of his life as a seed... For redemption, he redeemed and brought many sons and daughters to glory. And at the same time, he provided atonement for the Jews who had had trouble uh, minding the Lord. And even today, there are, there are Messianic Jews in Israel. And they're trying to win, you know, the regular Jews to the Lord. And... Uh, <clears throat> And they have a special way to do it. You know, you want to win a Jew, you let another Jew talk to him, a Messianic Jew. And, uh, I mean, I've, I've had Jewish friends. I've had Jewish uh, uh, Messianic believers as friends. Um, uh, Tower and I both, both knew and went to a Jewish prophet in his meetings you know, and he simply says, if you're going to evangelize the Jews, let the, let the Lord take care of it, because he will. And uh, so at any rate, so we're looking at, you know, the restoration here is why this is where it's at. And you're always dealing with sin and rebellion and God's forgiveness 
and always willing to forgive, but he always punishes the sin. In 1 Peter 9 and 10, and I like this one. This is primarily when we talk about Christians. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have attained mercy. And see, the whole, the whole thing, what we're going to be dealing with as well, and we have been dealing with, is the Gentiles, as well as... <clears throat> the Jews and Zephaniah 6 uh, chapter 3 16 and 17 and that day it shall be said to Jerusalem fear thou not and to Zion let not thy hands be slack the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty and he will save he will rejoice over thee with joy and he will rest in his love he will rejoice over thee with singing and, you know, this is in that day. You know, there is coming a day for Jerusalem to really sing. You know, there's, there, there's coming a day when it'll all be over. There's coming a day when, when Israel and Zion will be fulfilled, when the Jews uh, will be done with the redemption. They will be, you know, there'll be Jew, Gentile, male, female. You know, the, the, there is coming that day. But it's also that day that the warfare for Jerusalem will be done. See, we're still in the warfare for Jerusalem. And I seen a video uh, yesterday of Hamas and Hezbollah. And they had the fighters crawling on their bellies in, the, in their uh, Muslim temples there as an act of contrition so that they can fight Israel and win Jerusalem. Yeah. They were doing that yesterday on film. And of course that means they did it earlier. But see, they're not trying, you know, to do anything with, with Israel and Jerusalem other than get rid of them. The enemies of, of the Jews want to kill them want to destroy them, want to remove them from this earth. Now make no freaking, uh, you know, uh, mistake about that. And that's the exact same, uh, same thing that is going on with Christians today globally when they begin persecuting Christians in many areas that we've been covering for a long time. The, the devil wants to remove both Jew, both Gentile, because both of them are tied up in the redemption of Yahshua. And God's promises. Make no mistake about it. There's no halfway with these people. And if they, in, in, in America, because of Joe Biden's lackluster, stupid, ignorant, moronic policies, we have got a ton of people in here that we have no idea who they are. And I can guarantee you there will be a lot of people here that don't like us. And what are they going to do? They're going to plot to take over America. That's what they do. They plot to destroy Israel and America. You're not going to just stand on your own and act like a bunch of dummies. In addition to that, your pride, in addition to that, the sins that you hang on to and won't repent. And the churches that won't stand up and tell America to repent, we are in trouble in this country. So make no, no mistake about this as we go through this. This ain't just some farcical Isaiah prophecy that doesn't matter. These are end time fulfillment prophecies. And when God tells you that, you better understand that. I'll tell you, I rejoice when I read that. When I look at that and say, and he says, you're not going to be desolate anymore. You're going to be called Hesbah. And your land, Beulah. You're going to be restored. 
I'm going to rejoice over you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to marry you. You're going to be part of me. That's real. And if you can't grasp that, you're not going to grasp the gospel either. Because the gospel is more than just Easter. The gospel is more than just Christmas or whatever you celebrate. It is the very essence of who we are as Christians. Because Christ just didn't die on the cross. He's not on the cross right now. Did the Catholics get Christ off the cross? He's not on the cross. And when you take that blood, you're not doing anything other than understanding the blood of the atonement. It's through the blood that you are redeemed. And it had to be perfect blood of the Messiah, Yahshua, Jesus who was the sinless son of God. He was the lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. So this is what happens when we get in a modern nation. You begin to think, oh, you know, they don't mean that. And you begin to downplay them. And you have knuckle-headed scholars who change everything because they think they know everything and they don't. God has people that is his delight today. God has people today that he needs to work in their lives and he needs to chasten them because they're not right. Because if the Lord came today, they would be found wanting. God is not done with you, Christian. He's not done with you, Israel. He's not done with the lawless. He's not done with America. He's not done with this. This is his world. This America happened to belong to him before anybody else. This is not your planet to screw up. This is not your planet to burn up. This is not your planet to go willy-nilly killing everybody you want. (laughs) I love it. Jeremiah 32, 40 through 41. And I'll make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from them to do them good, but I'll put my fear in their hearts and they shall not depart from me. Yea, I'll rejoice over them to do good and I'll plant them in this land assuredly with my whole heart and with my whole soul. And they are in the land now. But they weren't in the land. You know, when the Jews returned from Babylon, they went back, they built the temple, they repaired Jerusalem, and they lived in it. When Jesus came on the scene, that temple was still standing during the Roman Empire. But when the Lord was weeping over Jerusalem, he warned them at that time that your house is left unto you desolate because you didn't know the day of your visitation. He told that to the Jews. And so it was that when Titus came in, a million of the Jews were killed, putting down a rebellion. And the Jews didn't have the land anymore. And they were scattered, went various places. Some of them stayed there. Now today, they're definitely back in the land. And there's definitely Christians. And there's definitely Messianic believers. And we are coming to the end of days. And it's going to all come together. Now in Isaiah 54, 5... Now Beulah, as we've been talking about Beulah, I'll remind you it it means married. And here in Isaiah 54, 5 says, For thy maker is thy husband, the Lord of hosts is his name. Thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. Now you see he didn't say that about about Ishmael. This is the seed which flowed through 
Isaac. The promise did not go through Ishmael. Ishmael was promised a big nation. He had 12 tribes. Isaac had 12 tribes. But the blessing, the Redeemer, and the Messiah was coming through Isaac. And all the murdering that you're going to do, Islam, Ishmael. Now see, not all of Ishmael are Muslim. You may think they are, but they're not. Matter of fact, there's a lot of Muslims today that have been redeemed. And we know a major church in the Middle East, and they're all, a lot of them are ex-Muslims. Some of them are ex-Hindus, but they all know the Lord. So this thing ain't over. The devil's out to kill, steal, and destroy. God is here to redeem everybody. And the people that are here, Biden administration and the people in America are working to destroy this country, to get rid of its independence, get rid of the republic, so they can make it into the one world order, and that's their goal. And if they got to get you to eat bugs and everything else to get you to cow town, they will do that. America's on the downhill slide if, unless we can stop it. But in the end, there will be a one world order and there will be controls. And this is going to get really, really, really messy and really serious one day. So in Isaiah 54, 5, you know, Remember, Beulah means married. Well, here in Isaiah 54, 5, Thy maker is thy husband, the Lord of hosts, speaking directly to the Jews. Now, in Ephesians 5, 25 through 27, Husband, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. And I love that phrase. The washing of the water by the word. I use that a lot. That he might present it to himself a glorious church. Christ loved the church. He's going to cleanse it, sanctify it, and wash it with the water of the word. The cleansing of the word of God. The cleansing of the spirit of God. That he might present to himself a glorious church that is the destiny of the believers we are that church God is not coming back for bricks and stones and buildings and architecture or names or man-made stuff this glorious church is a heavenly work and not an artisan's tool will have touched it now that's very important because in the in the old testament you go back into the torah the only way in the time of abraham that they could really worship the lord they would make an altar but you could not use any kind of a stone to build that altar that had been chipped on or man had somehow tried to change it it had to be natural stone the way God created it. Then you could use it in an offering to God. So you understand, we may have a lot of fine churches, but the church is us, and the redemption is serious, and it's a building of God. It's a hand of the Lord, and so is Israel. You're not just fighting Israel. You're antagonizing the Lord God. And Muslim, God loves you and wants you to repent. But if you keep up, it ain't going to go well with you. And America, that goes for you too. <laughs> so now verse 5 of all this. See, and we were talking about the Lord, you know, 
having himself a glorious church, marrying the church. Verse 5 says, For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee, and as a bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And one thing they're rejoicing over is the restoration of Jerusalem. But there's a lot more to this than that. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. Now Isaiah 65, 17 through 19. For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth. The former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. I create a new heavens and a new earth. The former is not going to be remembered. Now remember that. Because there has been teaching that says God is going to remake this world. He's going to create a new heavens and a new earth. And he says the former is not going to be remembered or come into mind. Why not? Because you're going to be redeemed. Totally changed. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. Now see, that's not happening today. Now they can have feasts and be happy. But that's not what this, this is everlasting joy and peace a change see right now Jerusalem has blood in it it is stained with blood guilt and blood in the land and in the Torah there's a lot of stuff that God put in the Torah in the law concerning the blood and the shedding of innocent blood and how you had to do certain sacrifices to keep the land from being stained with that blood and cursed with that because if you didn't handle it it would vomit you out of the land the Lord said and there's also laws regarding murder and killing the innocent so it's under so you need to understand the blood that's why the devil likes to take blood and play around with it in his in his things when all the Satanists get together they love blood you know, they'll drink blood, they'll defile themselves with it because that's what the devil does. I have come to kill, steal, and destroy, the devil says. The Lord said, I have come to give you life and that life more abundantly. He is the restorer, the redeemer. Now, for us in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which, says, uh, which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now that's where the suffering servant is today. When he came and he was being abused on his way to the cross, you know, the high priest asked the Lord something. And the Lord said uh, in, in reference, Why ask me? I was in the temple daily teach and ask those that heard me they know what I said and the guard said speak thou this way I'm kind of paraphrasing it to the high priest and he hit him that's the son of God hey you knucklehead that's the son of God what are you doing hitting him he could have called out any, you know, tons of angels. They came by while he was hanging and the Jews were mocking him. That's the shame. His father turned his own back on him. That's the shame. 
but he was that sacrifice for the sins of man. Nobody else could do it. He took the shame. He took the curse. He turned him around. He died, and now his blood covers us because of that. We don't have to follow the law. We're not justified by the law. We're justified by the faith in the Son of God who died for us. For the law, by the law, no man is going to be justified. Even the sacrificing, when they did the sacrificing, all of that was temporary. It was never permanent. Only the Son of God could die and put that in there to where that was it. He will never come and do it again. He will never die on the cross again. He's resurrected. He is the ever he is the almighty and revelation one. He's coming back. He's got a kingdom. He's going to destroy the wicked and he gives you a choice in the final part of Revelation 22. You make up your mind whether you want to repent or whether you want to go about your own way. That's where we're at. And so the devil's going to come and throw a little, little bit of monkey works in the middle of all this. And there's going to be testing. And there's going to be a lot of death. Now the next section is 62, Isaiah 62, 6 and 7. And I really love this part too. I love it all because this is in the ending of it. Isaiah 62, 6. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day or night. You that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. You that make mention of the Lord, don't shut up. You're on the walls. We're waiting for the kingdom of God. We're waiting for the restorer to come of Jerusalem. We're waiting for the one who will build up and glorify Zion. We're waiting for our God and our Father and the Son of God to dwell here. We're waiting. We're living in a war right now. The devil's prancing around as a victorious conqueror. He has taken over America. We've got people so confused they wouldn't know one hand from the other because they are so confused they don't know the truth, but they are dead set on what they're doing is the truth. We are blinded. Totally blinded. And I'm up on these walls spiritually. And I'm screaming out. Wake up. But make no mistake. I can guarantee you Israel knows about these. I can guarantee you those that study the word over there, they know very well that one day everything's going to be a reality. Now see, these are some good good scriptures and we're running down on the time, but we do have some time. Isaiah 52, 6 or 9. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know in that day that I am he that does speak. Behold, it is I. Now see the problem with America, many of them don't know that. They don't know the I am that speaks at all. And they're willing to serve and follow anybody. And many of them are caught up in so many weird things. They're full of unclean spirits. That is what's happening. <clears throat> And it's funneled right through the internet. That's one way you can get unclean spirits. And we got a lot of filth. Verse 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that brings good tidings, that publishes peace, that brings good tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. Now see, that's one of the things as Christians, we use that verse right there. Preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he's the son of God. He's interested. He's, he was born a Jew. 
And he went to his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those that believe on his name, which were born not by the will or the power of man, but by the Spirit of God. Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice, with the voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. I intend to be there. You're going to see eye to eye. You're going to have an eye and you're going to look. You're going to see the gates of Zion. You're going to see the glory of Zion. You're going to see the beauty. You're going to understand the struggles that, that it took to get it there. And there's going to be Jew, Gentile, male and female. All will be one in Christ. They shall see eye to eye. Say today, you could drive over to Jerusalem. You could go to Jerusalem, fly over there. And we got three major religions in Jerusalem. And yet, it, it, there's more bloodshed that's been spilt over Jerusalem than any other piece of dirt on earth. But that is not the Zion we're looking for. The city of God is coming. Break forth into joy. Sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. And he did. And this also we can look back. That when the Jews went back to Jerusalem. After they were uh, separated for 70 years. That you know they're redeeming Jerusalem again. They're going back there. So there's a lot of the struggles in the Jews. And, and the fulfillment of the Jews going back into the land. After uh, the Babylonian captivity. This is this is part of the fulfillment of prophecy for the Jews. But there's another. There's another time. There's another Jerusalem that they haven't been to. There's another Jerusalem I haven't been to. I haven't even been to this Jerusalem. But everybody goes over here to this one. A lot of Christians like to go over there. Well, I'll probably never go over there. But one day... I'm going to walk through the gates of the real Zion, the city of God. And as a watchman, I'm going to lift up my voice. And I'm going to sing heavenly songs. And I'm going to praise God. And I'm going to shed every happy tear I can. Because I'll be redeemed. And I'll see other people that I know that will be walking in that line with me. Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion. Oh, that's a good song. Ezekiel 33. Let's see how many more we got. We probably aren't going to make it all the way to the end. Son of man, speak unto the children of my people and say unto them, when I bring the sword upon the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not a warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning, his blood shall be upon him, but he taketh warning shall but he that takes the warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, the trumpet the people be not warned if the sword come 
and take any person from among them he has taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman in, unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thy hand. Nevertheless, if he warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, and if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. And that is the truth. Somebody needs to pay attention. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the hope we have. I pray, Lord, that you would touch those that hear this word. Give them hope. Give them understanding. And let them know this is not over by far. Comfort them, strengthen them, guide their steps, comfort them. And remind the wicked, if they hear this, to wake up. They need to repent. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from this family. I mean, from this <laughs> broadcast. From the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name. Okay, Tower, we got a few minutes here. You okay. can. Okay. Well, that was a good show. I like Isaiah. Never get very far. Well, we really did. They were big, uh, they were very, very important. Well, yeah. I like it. It was good. It will be good to see the Lord and to be redeemed. So anyway, please join us tomorrow for the Word of the Lord, Prophet's Reproach, Part 7 on Sound the Shofar. We want to thank you for joining us whenever you do. It's always a pleasure to have you here with us. We love you. We always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. And please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you. And thank you for all you do for the Lord God. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Listen to the shows, read the articles. And I also wanted to make a little... That, that is if I can find it here. Did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? Now this is found on our Spreaker.com site where we do a lot of stuff over there. You can become a supporter of the WIBR Warren Radio. And we plan on doing some exclusive content. And you can play an active role in helping Tower and I to continue producing the content that you love. And so you can go to our main bio on Spreaker. And there's a little yellow tab. And it's marked support. There's a little plus sign. Hit the plus sign, and you can be, you can find out more. So, become a supporter of Warren Radio, and help us to reach out and get the word out. Until next time, be blessed. Shalom, everybody. Good night.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.